what I want to tell you about is sort of my first experience after having moved here to move in with Brett. I had met her online and we'd talked for months. I'd visited a whole bunch and um, I'd thrown my mom for the loop uh, uh, saying I was going to move. Um, meeting Brett and doing something like that was, I was in my 20s. I had never done anything before, like literally basically grown up in this very um, secluded bubble of Pacific Palisades. My mom had followed me through school, helping um, at school volunteering. And then she took over the tennis um, team thing that I was part of. Uh, she took art classes with me at the Brentwood Art Center when I was taking classes there. So she followed me. My, she, I was her job. So, um, and we were best friends and I had other friends, but we kind of did everything together. So I had never done anything independently. So the first thing I go and do is I meet this girl online and I go visit her. And then I came back and, and I, I was sitting and I'm, you know what? We're planning on me moving there. And my mom just, you know, fell apart in dramatic fashion. Um, before you get, before you get too far in this, I gotta, I gotta know what, so when was the moment after visiting, you know, you guys have talked for months, you, 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 you're, you're meeting in person. You, you spend quite a bit of time together for a visit, you know, coming from another state. So what clicked like, okay, this is my person and that's, I'm coming here. I think it was just, I had learned a few years before then to listen to my gut, uh, like literally my, my stomach would get mm -hmm. tight if I was doing the wrong thing. And I would be very relaxed and going with the flow in an Eastern meditative way. Um, having grown up reading Siddhartha and going, you know, this is sort of my framework on life. Uh, if I felt that, then I knew that it was right. And it just, it felt that way from the second I gave her a hug off the airplane because we talked on the phone a lot um, after after chatting online and we talked on the phone a lot. Um, so getting off that airplane and, and seeing her, you know, in person the first time and just holding her, that was like, a okay, you know, whoa. <laughs> From then on, there was never anything that was countering that. It was always just very easy to go with that flow of where my life was going with that, except yeah. for telling my mom. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That was, that was the, uh, the, the big, whoa, that, um, and I knew that was wrong because any time that I would have to deal with somebody or something saying, no, you shouldn't move there. This, you, you put the brakes on, you know, live your life here for a while, move out. Uh, my mom had me look at, um, an apartment that, um, wasn't even an apartment. It was an art studio with a bed in the back. She thought, oh, you could just move in here. We'll rent it for you. You live here on your own Do do art, go work at the art center. I'd started working at the art center and, and, and trade for classes. Uh, just, you know, do all this kind of stuff. Every time something like that was offered or something came up like that, it was my stomach would tighten up. I'm like, no, yeah. it, wrong. Yeah. So that, that, that counterbalance was always was a, a counterindication of no you're you're doing the right thing here you know stick with it kept coming back and, and we had the apartment rented and then i was all set to move 
and we'd sort of planned everything out. Britt had um, moved back out of her apartment into her parents' house out in Queen Creek. Mm-hmm. And I was going to move there for a, a few weeks before the, the, the apartment um, term started. And so we could get some furniture and things like that squared away. I drove in my car, which was uh, a 1980s uh, Beamer that was part of my very, very secluded um, uh, bubble <laughs> that was given yeah. me. Um, I had my car. It was in, you know, it was uh, my first car, and that was my first car. It was a BMW. They all here laugh at me because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what I, I you know, how fancy it was or whatever because my friends had everybody had one or something fancier newer sure yeah it was just a car it's a okay fine dude you know really (laughs) (laughs) so okay so i put i put stuff in my car that was the vitals uh, my computer um i think my beatles records at least all of my cds clothes and important stuff drove out here drove all the way from LA to here fine and um, I, I stopped once for lunch and, um, and this is like the first thing I'd ever done on my own I mean really yeah. literally the first thing I'd ever gone out and done by myself was a road trip from California out to, to Queen Creek and it all went great at that point you, you printed out maps from MapQuest so I, I knew <laughs> I was I knew about it. to ask the time frame on this because you guys yeah. you guys met online I, I'm thinking this was like certainly pre-Facebook type of yeah. internet yes. romance. It was yeah. 2001, 2002, somewhere around. Okay. Yeah, around there. So it was, uh, the internet was big. Uh, Yahoo chat rooms were um, the where it was at. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, still, they still had to dial up and the, there were bulletin board things still, but, um, you know, America Online was happening. And that's that's how we met was in the Yahoo chat room. Which which chat room? What was the topic? Um, I think it was just a general one. Um, okay, I was, she she remembers it. I was talking about the Beatles, so it was it was a music related something, and she was like, yeah. oh, I like the Beatles too." And so we started talking about music. I told her I was an artist, sent her pictures of some of my sculptures from around the time. Then we went to we tried the Yahoo pool. It was like a it was like a two player visual pool thing you could play. So we played and. Um, she likes to say I was like the nicest guy she'd ever met because I congratulated her when she did well, ultra competitive or anything like that about it. So that, that was kind of what started and then phone calls, uh, and then, and then visiting. And so I'd driven all the way here, gotten here and she was still working for uh, the school district, her family, and then me subsequently, we all worked for the, the public school districts out in the valley around she was at work so my my job for the first couple of weeks was to to maybe go look for furniture and things and we'd found at kmart a little side table and two chairs wicker things uh my job for that day was to go buy them and come back to their their house out there they lived uh down a dirt road um it was past the viaduct out in um, santan valley all dirt roads still and I was not the most experienced driver. So I had the stuff in the back um, of my, my BMW. I'd driven it a few times with her in her car, I think. or And I'd been in it on the road several times, but I hadn't quite got the feel of it. So there's one curve about half a block from their house. That's It's sort of an inexplicable turn. It's a 90 degree left turn. 
I don't yeah. know why it was there. I think it was to avoid the state trust land that was across the way. And I took it too fast. It was a very, one of those slow motion things. So I'm, I'm coming in a, and I start to skid, turning left too sharp, skidding the yeah. back end out right. And I overcorrect. And the way they had built the road is it had, it was flat on top graded. And then there was a big slope for, for drainage down to just open desert. So I, I went overcorrected and I went on an angle off the edge of the road. The fence was a ways away. So there wasn't anything there, but just like more dirt down off the road. Yeah. yeah. And, and slow motion. I, th I think it was literally slow motion, but again, I was in it. So I'm not entirely sure if it was slow <laughs> yeah. motion. Yeah. Yeah. Observer watching it. And I carried almost all the way over. But not all wow. the way over. It was like, I, I don't even really know how it happened. And I ended up basically two thirds upside down in the car off the off this road here. So I, I didn't panic panic. But I went into like sort of not shock, but sort of this mode of like, okay, so now what so I, I figured I probably should get out of the car first off to make sure that i'm okay i'm thinking a car you know car upside down thing i don't know what happens to a car when it's upside down that way does it explode i don't know so um so i i undo my seatbelt and i fall against the the ceiling because i'm, I'm yeah. upside down i was able to open the door up and crawl out the car was relatively okay what i could see but it was upside down so i didn't know what happened to the top but the windshield hadn't cracked it wasn't like it was destroyed so it was still a car which was nice yeah i knew i needed a car still <laughs> i'm thinking like what you know what am i fortunately it was close enough to to their house that i could walk so i walked to their house her grandma was living with them in a trailer in the backyard so she was there and so i, I kind of told her briefly what had happened and i said i need to call brit and and tell somebody that this had happened and i don't quite know what to do next so I called her, I got some, it was, it was fairly hot out. It wasn't terrible, but I got some water and sat for a few minutes and called her and told her that I was okay. But the, the car was uh, uh, upside down. That upside down in a ditch. Yeah. yeah. I rolled the car into a ditch, you know, first week here. Yay. So she, she understandably kind of freaked out and left work and, and drove back while she was driving back. I, I figured I should go wait by the car uh, details from this point forward. I'm not totally sure on what happened when, um, because I was just trying to make sure everything was okay. And that I was okay. And other people were okay. And people were starting to get off work. And so I went back to the car and, um, a neighbor drove by and then a neighbor came out of a house who was across the street and they were all making sure I was okay. And I said, I'm okay. I think her dad came back by and there were enough people that we figured because i was do i call a tow truck you know what do yeah. i do there and her dad was like i think we can just push it back over because it was on a it was at a position that it was like not a tipping point but it wasn't it wasn't flat on its roof like you couldn't yeah not. yeah it was something that we could so we managed to push it back over back on the road and it was flat on the road. So it looked like it had been scraped up on the top and the hood because it had carried forward on the front. So the front grill and the hood was, it was a mess. 
so I'm like, do we start it? What do, what do we, what should we do now? And so her dad is a car guy. He's like, knows how to old, old car, uh, uh, muscle car knows how to take them apart. He, he knew what would make sense that it would be okay or not. And he said, yeah, we, let's see if it starts. And the dang thing started up, but I, I don't think we thought it would be smart to drive it far. But then one of the other neighbors had called uh, 911. So finally, it, long dirt road. It takes a while for yeah you're out there. But a, a cop did show up and everybody knew who the cop was because out there they, they all knew everybody. So they, he, he, they knew who he was and they were like, oh man, you, you, why'd you call it? Now he's going to have to explain this. And, and they, well, we wanted to make sure he was okay. Yeah. So it didn't make him feel too bad, but it was like, oh, now, now law enforcement's involved. Awesome. So, you know, I, I explained and they, he ended up writing me a ticket for failure to control my vehicle, which was mm-hmm. very, very valid. I think it started like raining by that point a little bit. It was like sprinkling anyway. And then I think we did have a tow truck come out to take it to the, um, the body shop. Part of the irony a little bit um, is that we had just had it repainted back in California a few months before because it had, the paint had worn because of California coast um, salty air. I didn't tell my mom for seven years. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have told her either. Was there any moment after you, you rolled the car that you think, oh, maybe my mom was right? Or did that even no. cross your mind? No, no? good, it's, good. It's always, it, that's that's kind of what, I'm, what I mean is it just felt like, well, okay, you know, now what? Let's just get through this. And this is part of the adventure. Yeah, it's part of the adventure and... I've, I've always known my whole life that um, I'm always okay and whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. And it's just sort of what you make of it. Uh, so what did your mom say when, when you finally told her? I think it was more like a, a disbelief. What? Wait. <laughs> no, you didn't really do that. God, I, I don't remember exactly. Because everybody, it had gone so long past and everybody was fine, obviously. There wasn't like an immediate, oh, my God, you did what? That kind of thing. But it was sort of like a, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, welcome to Arizona. <laughs> How long were you guys together be, before you got married? We, oh, boy, you're asking me dates again. Um, I moved, I don't even remember that. I think about half a year. Yeah, it was not long at all. We we moved out of her parents' house into the apartment that, later that month. And we were in that apartment for, I think, for only a year. And it was during that time period that, that we got married. We got married in, in December. I know that date. <laughs> I know my anniversary. <laughs> yeah. oh, good. We picked a good one for me to remember. Um, that, so that was in December of, of 02. You guys moved pretty fast. Yeah, once we knew that that was what we wanted to, to do, I, I woke up one morning, we were in the apartment, and I'm, I, I like I said, I, I trust my gut, and for, for months, I we'd been in the apartment, and, and every time I looked at her in my head, I said, well, I, I kept saying, will you marry me? Not like I was practicing, but it was, <laughs> I knew that was sort of like, well, yeah, th- this is this is what's supposed to happen next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so one morning it was very badly planned and not romantic at all. I just rolled over and said, will you marry me? And it 
you know, she said, yeah. And uh, then we went from there. 20, 20 years later. Yeah, 20, 20 years 20, later. Yeah. 21 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It is awesome. And it was always, um, it's always been that this is right. That it's sort of been like the one, her and, and everything that has felt right about surrounding her has been the one thing in my life that I've known is what's supposed to be happening. And I know that that's right for what, what life is supposed to be.